The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi portfolio managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Welcome to the weekend, my friends. What a better time to talk about money than right now. That's what this show is all about. It's a money show. Uh, I am Wolfgang Klein. I manage money uh, for several hundred Canadians. It's a real privilege to do that. It's also a privilege to spend an hour with you each and every Saturday night. Thank you for spending the time with us. Uh, please, if you have any questions for us, you can always contact us. Uh, website's WolfgangKlein.com, TheWolfOnBayStreet.com. Uh, we put up our performance. Uh, we offer our various service menu uh, to the public. Uh, and uh, we do the show each and every Saturday night. It's a fun show, and we bring on some of the finest guests and minds that we can find. Uh, Jamie Krasko, he's a portfolio manager as well with Canaccord, um, cut from a very different cloth than I, and that's why I like him so very much. Uh, Jamie, uh, good evening, my friend, and uh, welcome to the show. I hope you're well. I'm very well. Thanks for having me back. Well, indeed. So, we've, again, I like to bring you on when I want to talk about uh, alternative assets, when I want to speak about crypto, uh, if I want to talk about gold. Uh, Jamie, that seems to be uh, your forte. Um, so uh, please give us an update. Uh, you know, here we are midsummer. Uh, gold seems to be holding its own. Crypto's had quite the ride this year, 60,000 to 30,000 to 40,000. Uh, give us the lay of the land and, uh, yeah, share with us. Perfect. Your thoughts. Uh, gold, inflation. Inflation's picking up. You know, the governor of Canada, of the central bank, said that a little bit of inflation is good. But that, to me, is like saying that a little bit of alcohol for an alcoholic is good. <laughs> inflation, once it's out of the bag, it goes. And what is concerning is the speed of the acceleration of the increase in inflation. What do I mean by that? Inflation is supposed to be an exponential event, so it'll double in the same amount of time. It went from 1% to 2% in eight months, from two to four in three months, and now we're going from four to eight. Now, why is that important? Because it took three months for the next double. So it's accelerating. And that's why the transitory uh, talk is so important, because people that know, understand inflation, are concerned about that. Now, it's out of the bag. It's already started. They want to print how much money to, for the infrastructure? It's got to kill the currency reserve, the U.S. dollar. So inflation is going to continue accelerating. And that, to me, is why I like gold. On the cryptos, very quickly, we're through 43000 So I think the next run-up has begun already. And this time, it's going to go much higher than the 60000 And why is that important? Because they're concentrating on the dollar of the decline, which was $30,000. Big amount. But it was a less percentage decline than the last time and the last. So I think that we go north of 120 this time. But everybody's going to be crying because it's going to be a 60, call it a $50,000 decline, but it'll be less than the last time. We didn't notice it with Google because the shares were splitting with Bitcoin and the cryptos. There is no split of shares. So it's like looking at Warren Buffett's shares. That's an important distinction because that's why you don't notice the, the, the dollar decline. You can look at the percentage, right? So I'm, think, I'm very bullish on both. I think uh, they're going higher from here forward, but driven by the same factors, which is all this money that's sloshing around. 
Um, gold's been around for a couple of thousand years, so it, it stood and has stood the test of time without question. Uh, inflation adjusted, maybe not at an all-time high, but on a nominal dollar basis, close enough to an all-time high, uh, you know, maybe off 10% from that 2000 mark. But crypto, of course, is nouveau and uh, very um, eye-catching uh, to many. Then uh, there's two camps, what I'm finding, Jamie, with crypto. And friends at home, um, there are those who really believe in crypto and those who really hate crypto. And, and, and the naysayers and, uh, you know, Elon Musk is I'm in the middle. Flip, no, Elon, well, Elon Musk has flipped back and forth. Uh, yes. If you were to just read the headlines, like literally uh, like a pendulum uh, from left to right. Um, but the environmental impact uh, on crypto and the fact that there are less shares to be mined means it's going to require more computing power to continue to mine and you mine to maintain the ledger, which is the, uh, the algorithmic um, matrix that has been created with all these transactions. Every transaction remains uh, available, uh, zeros and ones, but of course it has to be stored and, and, and maintained. Uh, so uh, speak to that, the environmental impact, the cost to run the system, um, where this is taking place. That, that, that to me is like worrying about the environmental impact of the Fed printing money with their computers. It's no different. What's important, though, is look at the other side. Excuse me, the Fed prints paper, prints paper, nothing to it. Crypto, once you print the paper, it's done. With crypto, the system must remain alive. It's a living, breathing, and it breathes. Uh, yes, 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 but hold on. Minus, Stop so for a second. That's a big, big unit. Uh, what, I think is. apparently the same amount of power to run the country of Ireland to maintain the grid is, is, is numbers I'm hearing. But that creates an even better situation because it, it, it slows down the supply. Now, when it comes to blockchain, do understand with to Bitcoin that there's 21 million units to be had, but 19 million already circulating. So that's already out in the pool, and those people are looking to buy those, and they're buying them because they're protecting themselves for the dollar. The same reason why central banks are buying gold, right? So, so the the mechanics of both are are the same. Um, on the environmental impact, yes, there is an environmental impact. For example, the miner that I like. All of their production is green energy, so they are also adapting to the new ESG uh, narrative that they want us to start talking about. The rest, um, I look at my miners, and when buying, you know, when buying any kind of miner, be it gold or a, or a blockchain producer, that's part of the equation: the cost of energy to produce. If you can find the ones that are not having an environmental impact that might affect them long term, I think it's a positive. So again, you know, there's always positives and negatives. I think we should concentrate on the positives. And the positive is, is that it's an electronic ledger. It is electronic currency. And that has massive implications for the future because it's decentralizing the system. That's why the central banks hate it and all bankers hate it because they like a centralized control, but the technology decentralizes. So is the technology going to win? Is email going to replace the post office? You know, can it go back to that? No, it's already out of the bag. And I think it's more important to understand the technology because that's like telling me that the Internet is going to be reversed because blockchain is being built on top of the Internet. Yeah, no, no, brilliant points you're making, Jamie. Um, let's speak then about China uh, and their <laughs> significant concerns around um, uh, Bitcoin uh, and, and, and the, the, serious, the serious talk of them. Uh, restricting or completely eliminate the use of Bitcoin uh, within their nation of one, what, one billion people? No, hold on. They did not eliminate the use of Bitcoin. They eliminated the production of Bitcoin. Big difference. 
Uh, now, why is that important? Because, like I said, there's only 2% left to be mined or, you know, the 2 million units that are available out there, the 19 million already trading. And they never said you can't buy those. We just can't produce it. So it's the mining capacity that's leaving China. But that's coming here, right? It's all transferring over to the U.S. for the I remaining you know, 2 million units. At home, if you, and sorry to interrupt you, Jamie, again, with our delay here on radio, not seeing each other. It's, it is tricky every now and then. Um, uh, so please excuse me. Um, but uh, friends at home, when we're speaking about cryptocurrency, it is interesting because there are a lot of similarities between mining for gold, which you all understand, take a shovel, dig a hole, and hopefully it glitters down below, um, with, with, with cryptocurrency, uh, the way they mine is, is computers are basically running to maintain the ledger. It's a big accounting book, and it grows as transactions increase, so to the ledger. And that has been maintained by a computer system. And as such, you're seeing a lot of individuals connect the system, uh, their computer, to the network and get paid for that. And they get paid for that by receiving additional bitcoins. And as Jamie indicated, there is, there is a finite amount of coins similar to gold. Um, uh, we don't know how much gold exists on, on planet Earth, but in terms of Bitcoin, the number is 21 million, apparently. But th- that doesn't preclude uh, competitors from getting into the arena. Um, uh, Jamie, coin is a stock that uh, Jack and I do hold in our growth mandate. Of course, coin is the world's largest uh, crypto trading platform. Uh, do you, are, are you interested in that name? Do you have any opinions about that company? Uh, no, I'm actually buying the, the miner, so I like Hive and HUD-8 on my side because, to me, it's like uh, – um, let, me, let, me re- let me put it differently. When, when the Internet was being built, there was no direct way to participate in the Internet itself. You could have bought um, um, a, tr- uh, a side company like Google, which I find coined to be because they are just um, um, you know, like the Comex um, um, a broker, utility. A, a yeah, platform, they're, they're, yeah, they're trading right? platform. When you're buying the miners, you're actually participating in the building of the actual network, the blockchain, which for once we have a great way to participate in the build-out of the blockchain network itself. Now, why is that important? Because everybody confuses Bitcoin with blockchain. That's like right. saying that, oh, Google's not going to work, so the Internet's not going to work. Right. Right. Blockchain is the whole network and it's all the coins, Ethereum, everything. Right. And that continues to build. And the financial industry is definitely on board because of the the savings from not having to have the the accounting. That's why Fidelity built the first, first plat- platform, right? Yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like comparing Russell Oliver to gold. Eh? Exactly. Yeah, totally. Or, or, or Barrick is gold, right? Right. So, 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 so that's why um, I like coin. Uh, I think it's one that – but right now I'd rather continue to hold on to, to the miners themselves. Um, you mentioned as well that one of your crypto miners – Again, uh, the, the network of computers to keep the system going. Uh, is ESG friendly? Yeah. Um, come on. That sounds like white. Seriously. No, 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 no. All, the, all of those, all the facilities. Take a look at them. Hive, HIV, um, all of the facilities. The bulk of their production is coming for, from energy that they control. It's not on the grid. It's, it's a beautiful thing. What do you mean the energy they control? The, 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 the cost of energy is all uh, – the, the bulk of the energy they, they, they use, and on a $250 million run rate, their cost of energy is only $50 million bucks. The rest is all profit. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, but, so, in other words, are they producing their own energy? Are there a bunch of solar panels above the uh, 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 Geothermal in Sweden. There are in, uh, in Iceland. All areas with, with clean energy. Yes. Mm. 
Interesting. Yep. Fascinating stuff. Um, gold, what's your opinion of the uh, the good old uh, shiny relic? <laughs> I love the shiny, shiny relic because central banks continue buying. You know, they keep selling paper contracts like they did on Monday. Like, tell me, who has $4 billion to sell in 10 seconds, right? So they're killing the market through by using paper contracts. But on the other side, they continue acquiring so and physical. So there's a big distinction between the paper contracts that are trading on the futures market and the physical demand that's really going through the roof. It's accelerating. Right. Even India. India uh, announced the, uh, the, the, the Indian Central Bank is at 70 tons, I think it was, that they announced yesterday. What it means is that they were, they were trying to have policies so that Indians don't buy gold, but Indians know gold, understand gold for thousands of years, and they continue buying it. And so that policy didn't work, so they're going to have to buy it off the open market. What's important about India and China is the, the, the whole economic block that China is building, and now that they control Afghanistan – I think it's very important because what, what's at play here on the big picture is the currency reserve because the Chinese want to take over the U.S. dollar. They want to have the currency that we trade around the world. They're the next economy. And to think that that change isn't going to happen, you know, it, it's, not, it's not about if, it's when. The when is we don't know. But all that involves gold. And that's why gold, inflation, it's all interrelated and it's only going to grow. Talk about gold for a second. You know what's really neat? Look at the earnings that are coming out. Barrick just had a 10th consecutive quarter of earnings increase, and they're one of the few industries that's growing earnings at a faster pace than inflation, and that's only going to get better. That's why the gold sector does really well in their inflationary pressures. You are listening to Hi-Fi Radio, Global News 640 in Toronto. Jamie Carrasco, uh, gracious enough to spend some time with us. Uh, he is an expert in alternative assets, the uh, gold crypto, uh, stuff like that. Uh, of course, Jack Hurdle helped me queue up the show this evening for you, my good friend. Uh, look, let's go to a quick break and get right back with Jamie Carrasco. Uh, speak a little bit more about these alternative assets, uh, and it is all interrelated. Of course, I want to talk about interest rates and the bond market, that part and parcel what's fueling all of this uh, liquidity that's in the system. Stay tuned. More show right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. my friends it is hi-fi radio show about money we're talking gold we're talking crypto we're talking with jamie carrasco he's a portfolio manager with can accord as well um he uh, takes different approach to running money which is why i find him very very intriguing and he has a big focus uh, on uh the macro picture of inflation and central banks printing money uh and as such looking for ways to hedge and protect oneself jamie i'm renovating a house i've been sharing with the listeners for months now of my little uh, exercise, and uh, I like to have the odd glass of vino. Uh, and so there's a little cubby in the basement that I turning into a little wine cellar. And on the internet, I ordered some wine racks that were of cedar, and they were inexpensive. They were about 300 bucks. Uh, I got two sets, 600 bucks, and that gave me a nice little wall. 
I uh, recently hired a finishing carpenter, and he said, I got some nice ideas for you for your uh, wine cellar. We're going to put some more shelves in. I said, okay, no problem. We'll do it in cedar since the little rocks that have are cedar. I purchased 11 boards of cedar, $2,500 for 11 boards of cedar. It's $15 a foot. Sure, it's western cedar. It's clear cedar. But uh, the excuse that they're giving me now was, well, the province is on fire. Oh, my goodness me. There is inflation uh, afoot. Um, you know, Jack thinks the price of plywood, that is right now, what, Jack, 120 bucks a board? Uh, I know the answer. I got, I'm getting the receipts. Uh, but, Jamie, what do you think? So, Jack thinks the price of plywood, because it is a commodity and very uh, elastic, I guess is the word to use. Uh, price will, uh, will, will correct itself as supply is, is pumped up. Do you think lumber price is correct? In other words, normalized for all those friends at home who have been delaying that fence or that little uh, barbecue pit? What do you think? I can tell you that from my Latin American experience, where we've had experience with inflation, it'll correct, but it won't correct where it was. And then it'll stop correcting and it'll go higher than it was at the last high. The run-up has begun because it's not just being driven. You have the supply crunch. You have the labor crunch. You have the um, having to pay greater labor. All this is going to pass on to us. right? So it starts to accelerate. The problem with inflation is that once it starts – it's very hard to put that cat back in the bag. It's kind of like a Pandora's box, right? So, yes, it, it'll correct, but other things will move higher. And that's the problem, that the transitory, transitory narrative of inflation usually doesn't play out that way because lumber might pull back, but then you're going to have uh, coffee prices going up. You're going to have energy prices going up. Then something corrects. Look at coal prices. Coal prices are going up. Um, look at lumber pr- – sorry, food prices – Right. So so once it begins, it's very hard. You, we will get some corrections, but I think going forward, it'll just get worse and worse. Now, they're not going to raise rates for another two years. Right. So two years of this. Well, we have the 10 year U.S. bond right now at 135 inflation at 5 percent. That's a negative rate of three point call it three point seven. Right. Now, that's only going to get worse until they raise rates. And in order to raise rates to kill inflation, at 5%, well, they have to go higher than 6 if it's not transitory, right? So, so when you look at the, the real setup going forward, I find it highly stormy. And I think, I think the fact that gold companies are doing what they've done for 4,000 years, I think that I like the safety of those lifeboats. Just well, I want to go back to the plywood. But, Jamie, help, let's take this back to Main Street. If you were planning on building a fence, uh, knowing the price of lumber today, would you defer building that fence until next year? Uh, hoping prices for lumber, the two by four and the two by six, are going to you. I'm actually not control. building a fence, but like you, I'm currently renovating our house. We're doing the first floor. We're going to do just the kitchen and the living room. We're doing the whole first floor, as I said to Heidi, my wife. Let's just get it all done because it's going to get more expensive. Right yeah, now, what's important about that expensive. decision? There, is yeah. it, so you, so you think it's going to be more expensive next year? Exactly, to get exactly. But hold on a second. This is an important point that we have to understand. Hyperinflation is a social effect when people start to change spending patterns. You and I were looking at it on the front on the on, on the front line. The guys behind us are, are going to start making the same decisions. They start to change their spending patterns, and when that starts to occur, when people start to lose 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 faith in the narrative that it's transitory and they start to change their spending patterns, we very quickly switch over to hyperinflation. Now, that's 
that's important because I personally think that things are going to get more expensive a year from now, so I'd rather get it all done now, right? And I think a lot of other people are thinking the same way, but then that starts to perpetuate itself. So you have to understand the, the social factor and the economic factors of once inflation kicks. And that I saw throughout my life in the 70s and 80s in Latin America, something that my parents always spoke with, with, my great, with, their, with their siblings because they were facing those challenges. You know, it's incredible. Uh, as you renovate a home, uh, I would say 60 to 75 percent of the tradespeople uh, who are, are helping people like me renovate homes um, are immigrants uh, to this country. And uh, there's a lot of Latin Americans right now, uh, very hardworking people, I, I must add, uh, in the trades business. Again, when I was a young boy, uh, any uh, construction work in the city of Toronto was done by Italians. Uh, and then it moves on to the, uh, the next culture and the next group and the next group. It was very fascinating uh, to see. And uh, it's, each culture seems to specialize in various areas from stone to framing, to labor, to uh, electrician. It's just very interesting. Uh, and it, it, it's a delight uh, to work with uh, so, so many different people. Uh, but I, I do have respect for, for all of the trades people, hardworking people, salt of the earth. Uh, you got to love them and you got to respect them. Uh, but inflation is upon us, the question is to what degree. Uh, Jack, uh, give me your opinion about the fence uh, narrative. Because uh, I think you were thinking of doing some building. Uh, give, give us your two cents worth. Sure. I, I do agree with Jamie that the inflation, it does take time to, to gain traction and take hold. And the fact is that you'll, you won't know whether it's transitory or structural throughout the whole economy. Uh, it'll take time. It'll take a, a multiple cycles where you see higher lows and higher highs to see if it is, like I said, transitory or structural. And then at some point it may, it may I emphasize may, become hyperinflation. But we're certainly not there yet. What I was saying in terms of the lumber and in terms of the plywood, um, I don't expect it. To, I think it went from 40 bucks a sheet to whatever it was, 120 at the peak. I don't expect it to double and triple by the time next year. That was my point with you. And if I was a betting man, I would say that the extremes that we saw this spring with lumber, I think that people are going to start spending their money elsewhere. So you will see inflation pick up in other parts of the economy and the extremes that we saw with lumber. You've already seen it in the futures market. It's come down. I expect it to hit the retail market sometime next year. That'd be my guess. Well, it has to because you're right, Jack. Um, the, the the actual bulk trading of uh, commodities happens in the futures market, and uh, lumber sells per thousand board feet. And I think the peak of it, and that's just rough lumber. I think the peak of it was seventeen hundred dollars per thousand board feet, and I think now, don't quote me on this, uh, it's about eight or nine hundred. So it's had a, a significant correction, but uh, Home Depot not adjusting the prices, Lowe's not adjusting the prices. Uh, Timber Mart, no, not even adjusting their prices. My <laughs> right, so it's what, one, of the, one of the issues they're having, Wolf, is the fact that you know, when you build a house, you build, you build the frame, and then you have to put the sheeting on it, the plywood. Um, and the fact is that they were short the plywood, but they had lots of 2x4s, 2x6, all the stuff that you put up in terms of stick and framing. Um, so they weren't able to finish. So you actually saw plywood remained relatively price stable or high. And you saw some of the two by fours actually starting to come down two by six, the yeah, framing, yeah. because no, they no couldn't get uh, couldn't get the sheet on the uh, to finish. No, no two by four coming down, Jack. I don't know what two by four you're talking about. I might have nails in it. I, might have <laughs> I got some two by fours, but I, I, they, they sell bark on the end of them. Oh yeah, that'll pass. Yeah, yeah, start, sell that to Wolf for fourteen dollars. Two by four. I will say the two by fours today at least aren't warped. I remember doing a renovation. Friends at home remember this. Uh, a good friend of mine, Jane Becker, used to say, "I'm going to Home Depot to buy more hockey sticks. They were so warped." Um, so I will say they're 
They're, they're drying them much better today. But it's also interesting to see um, substitute, Jamie, and Jack, you can appreciate the economics of, of substitute products, alternative products. Uh, again, look at all the synthetic materials now available to cover your roof. Uh, oh. Asphalt shingle were obviously revolutionary in their day, but of all this man-made slate and cedar, uh, it is quite interesting stuff. Uh, personally, I'm an old school guy. I like uh, natural uh, fibers and the likes. Uh, a good old clay roof in Europe. Oh. How romantic. Uh, not so easy here in North America. Um, Jamie, give us some final thoughts, if you may. Um, what, uh, what are your favorite investment themes? Take us from now till Christmas. Where's the best? Um, I think from here to Christmas, I, I think yeah. uh, definitely the blockchain will, will shine again. I, I think that has broken up. I think the precious metals will be looking much better. I think the utilities, the pipelines, all of those um, um, dividend, I think, uh, I would be a little bit cautious, but I would be looking to add it later. But definitely holding on to to my current and asset allocation. You have to, you know, have uh, proper, uh, um, not educated, what's a discipline, asset allocation uh, in the different sectors and hold on to them, maintain them. And when it comes to the precious metals, just buy right, producers, that's where the money is, and hold tight. Jesse Livermore. Jesse Livermore, Reminiscence of a Stock Operator, my favorite exactly. book. I, 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 my friends at home, uh, people often ask me what's the, what are some great books on the stock market. And again, uh, the one I'm referring to, Reminiscences of a Stock Operator, it really is level 202. Uh, not, not the first book you should read on the market, but a brilliant book. And as you get engaged, uh, learning about the markets, if you, if, you, if you wish, it's a very romantic book, I shall say, about the market. And it, it, I think... So many lessons in that book, Jamie, but uh, Jack, I really appreciate what I'm going to say next, and that is that really nothing changes, just the characters, but the themes always remain the same. Uh, boom, bust, mania, um, uh, euphoria, fear, despair, human emotions, it's always the same. And, and, and I send back to you, this is why algorithms uh, cannot really truly appreciate what the markets do because they're run by humans. And uh, that's where having a good team around you of uh, sound-minded people can help you get through the, uh, the challenges of managing wealth. Uh, and it is fun building wealth. It's all about compounding. It's all about time. Jamie Carrasco, uh, indeed, a real pleasure to spend some time with you. I want to wish you a great weekend. One area that has not seen inflation, that is the area of fashion. The price of suits has remained stable to lower over the last three decades. And it's time to go back to work. Uh, we're going to learn about how we should appear as we head back to the office. Dress for success is very important. Jeff Skirka, Classic Imports, is going to spend some time with us, making sure that we all look so smart uh, this fall. Stay tuned more show. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News, 640 Toronto. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the show, my friends. This is Hi-Fi Radio, the show about money. 
And money is just such a broad topic, isn't it? And as such, we have a lot of fun with the show. We try to uh, stretch the boundaries a little bit. But uh, look, uh, we're heading back into the month of September. I feel a little anxious about uh, this September because uh, I think the, the, the world is going to go, certainly Toronto is going to be, uh, a switch is going to go off and uh, it's going to go from zero to 100 and the stress is going to be elevated pretty quickly. And uh, we have to pivot lifestyle uh, for the last 18 months. Uh, it's a big change for many people. And I think many people uh, want that change to remain permanent. Others know that they have to go back to the way things once were. Uh, and many, you know, young students, I'm thinking about the, the, the recent graduates uh, who are entering the workforce. Uh, maybe they began their new job at home. Now they have to go into the workplace, uh, the new people in the office, uh, you know, conduct. There's a lot going on. Um, but the basics are the basics. And people need to be with other people. And, and no-to-no's uh, business interactions matter. Uh, hence, how we look, how we smell, how we appear matter as well. Hence, dressing for success. Uh, a man who has taken very good care of me and uh, kept me uh, in the know, I shall say, with fashion is my friend Jeffrey Skirka, uh, owner, uh, operator, uh, purveyor of fine clothes uh, with Classica Imports. Uh, gracious to spend some time with us this evening. Jeffrey, my friend, good evening. Thank you for spending time with us. How are you? Good. I think it's good. Good evening. Thanks for Indeed. inviting us on. You're, you're very welcome, Jeff. Um, you have been in a very challenging industry uh, for decades. Uh, retail has, been, has gotten has been ever, ever increasing on the challenging side for the last three years, three decades. We know that. Uh, yes, I, agree, I agree with that statement. You'll agree with everything I say to you, Jeffrey. Uh, the next statement is the industry of garments, of fashion. Uh, has, has not kept pace with inflation. We're just talking about the world of inflation, Jeffrey. I am renovating my home. I bought some new cedar planks for my wine cellar, $2,500 for 11 pieces of cedar. Uh, wow. Like huge inflation. Wow. Uh, the price of suits has not changed in really in, in, in two decades. Uh, offshore manufacturing, uh, commoditization, uh, cheaper labor, automation, who knows what. There are a lot of factors to affect um, fashion. But I also want to say about your industry is it was the um, fashion event in Milan where the world went to see the next year's fashion. That would have been, I guess, what, 2019 or 2020 fashion they were looking at in Milan. That's when the whole COVID thing began. It began in your poor industry. Um, so it's, Jeffrey, this is true. You're honestly, you have been through so much. You survived. You're with us today. Thank you very much. Uh, but so, so let's get, let's get down to it. Uh, my friend, uh, what should we wear? Silly question, but let's take it seriously. What should we wear as most of us head back to work and, and, and equally that young graduate is now for the first time entering the office workplace, help that person look proper so that they, you know, impress their, their 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 environment, their boss and their colleagues, and look right and feel right. Right. Well, I think the sport jacket for fall is going to be a very important item because suits is still not. You know, we're not there yet to go back to a full suit shirt and tie look. You know, we'll need a big mix of comfort and style so that they, you look at least you know presentable. But I think overdressed right now is a suit is still not uh, appropriate for work attire. Sorry, what, what is not appropriate work attire? Suits. Suits are still not, you know, a uniform for the work attire right now. 
Jeffrey, so, sorry, buddy. So, are you telling me if I go into the office with a shirt and tie on, I'm I'm overdressing and that's inappropriate? Right now, yeah, I think come fall, I still don't think it's, we're we're there yet. I just think because everyone's coming out of sweatpants and t-shirts and shorts, and uh, you know, a sport jacket is a good buffer in between that look of a suit, full suit, shirt and tie. But I don't see it happening. I don't see companies requiring it, and, I don't, and we definitely don't see it in the sales because without weddings and events, I don't think suit sales would be prevalent at all. I would, I would add to that, Wolf, just with the way that the markets have been, and you've talked about the hemline theory in the past. Um, when you have good, robust markets and you have an extended bull market, people tend to be more casual in, in their dress. So it uh, sort of aligns with what's going on and what we're seeing in you know general markets. It does. Again, the hemline theory has been a theory on Wall Street for 80 to 100 years, and, and one individual just, just monitored uh, women's dress hemlines. And when the economy was slow, uh, when uh, people were uh, less prosperous, they dressed more conservatively. Um, And then as the economy improved and people became a little more liberal and relaxed, the hemline rose. And uh, I've spoken often about music, angry music during a tough economy, pop music during a good economy. Um, Here we're coming out of a situation where we self-inflicted a shutdown of an economy, and we're going to self-inflict a reopening of the economy. Um, Jeffrey, uh, all yeah. those beautiful suits you have sold me, um, and I have lots, I have 40 of them, or 50 of them, Jeffrey, suits, jackets, right. pants. Um, uh, don't tell me it's out of style. Don't tell me there's new fashion. I have to refresh my whole wardrobe. No, I won't say that. I'll just say they have to be on the back burner for a little bit because I think it's going to be until 2022, until the suit becomes the norm for work attire once again. But right now, I think for this fall, I think it's still going to be, you know, comfort and casual, you know, and I think denim's still going to be strong. And like I repeat, sport jackets are going to be huge. And knitwear. Jeff, Jeff, let me ask this. You're 24 years old. You just graduated. You're 25 years old. You just graduated uh, from university. Uh, You're about to start your first job. What should you wear to, to the office? Well, I definitely would wear a suit without a, without a tie. I think that as a graduate coming in, I always say, dress for the position you want, not the position you're in. So I would definitely, you know, start off a young guy with a suit, you know, that I agree with. But, you know, once he gets to work and sees everyone else that would not necessarily be in suits, they might tell him, you know, just wear a blazer and a sh- or a shirt and pants because he could be overdressed at this time. Well, you certainly don't want to underdress, Jeff. We know that. But you're saying overdressing can be a full paw as well? Right now, yeah. In, the, in this right environment, now. it's, you know, the, half the staff are probably not going to be in at full time. So it's not going to be a full office usually. And, it, you know, if your boss is wearing jeans and a T-shirt, obviously, you know, if you come in a suit, they're going to tell you, you know, you're overdressed and, you know, let's cut it back a bit. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
back to the show. It is Hi-Fi Radio. And uh, my neighbor asked me, he said, uh, Wolf, what are you building? That big dormer you're putting in the front of your house. I said, well, that's going to be my walk-in closet. He said, walk-in closet? For what? For jeans and T-shirts? That's all I've worn for the last year and a half. Jeans and T-shirts. Uh, shorts, in fact. Uh, on hot days and flip-flops. Uh, white socks. Yes, socks and flip-flops. I know. Fashion faux pas. At home, my casa. Hey, leave me alone. Um... <laughs> We have to dust off the old clothes, going back to the office, I guess, in a few weeks and uh, show our pretty faces. But, you know, getting out of bed with some purpose and getting engaged with the world is a good thing. And when you put on nice clothes, you got to admit, you do feel better about yourself and you make the world feel better. Uh, so, you know, do it with some pride and uh, get engaged uh, in the fashion world. But uh, the world of fashion has changed. In fact, the good news is, uh, it's gotten cheaper. Um, Jeffrey is saying we can now go back to work in jeans. Uh, in terms of pants, um, uh, jeans versus dress pants, what's the trend in the office? You know, you talk about a bank job, yeah. an insurance yeah. company. Yeah. yeah. Dress pants are not are selling at all. It's all casual pants, cotton pants, chinos, denim, all that is the rage. But I can tell you dress pants sales have, you know, flattened at the best. No one's buying dress pants to go to work. Uh, in terms of footwear, Jeffrey, uh, yeah. what, what's appropriate? What's the trend? It, it's a very, you know, it's, I'm telling you, all the elegant stuff like the lace-up, you know, loafers and classic shoes are not selling at all. It's all sports-driven, like you know, like that running shoe with the jeans, that type of look, and like it's all become very, very casual in footwear. It's a trend that goes throughout the. Uh, it starts from the footwear all the way up to the to the sport jacket. It's very casual. That that's what's going to be for fall right now. We see it now in our numbers. There's no no one's buying dress shoes at all. Well, that's very very interesting uh, in terms of therefore inventory availability, Jeffrey. Um, again, because there has been supply disruption in most categories. Uh, is there shortages of certain elements within your uh, category? And obviously, you have too many too, too many ties available, so I guess you can get those on the cheap. <laughs> yes, that that is true. Yeah, no, I just find that the inventory is available because a lot of people have inventory carried forward from previous season, which they're using now for this season because they're locked down. So the inventory is available in the shortages, and I think coming forward, going forward, there will be cost differences because freight's gone up crazy from the Far East and from Europe. So that'll affect the costing of goods coming to 2022. I don't know if it'll be affected that much this season because a lot of people, like I said, they're carrying their last year's fall winter inventory into this season. Mm -hmm. But going forward, the uh, costs have really risen a lot. I, you, again, what I find interesting about your business, and you're very good at this, uh, because you do travel abroad and source your own merchandise. Uh, and so doing, you you are a futurist. Uh, you have to look forward. Uh, how right. far in advance must you look as as you place your uh, orders for inventory? A year. It's got to be minimum a year out. We have to oh. plan. Wow. Yeah. Did you catch the uh, Did you catch the news on um, uh, Canada Goose? No, what happened? No, I didn't catch that. What What happened? Yeah, well, no, it's just basically uh, they're 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 guiding uh, guiding lower for the next quarter on uh, on revenue, and again, their 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 numbers hit uh, yesterday, the hottest day of the year. Stock was down some fifteen percent, but I get, I had a smile like what a terrible day to come up with a bit of a disappointing quarter on a real like who's thinking about a Canada goose? You know, I was sweating inside my air conditioner. <laughs> I right. couldn't imagine one of those uh, garments. Um, uh, so jeans, uh, see, you. you Totally cool, Jeffrey. 
going back to the office with a pair of jeans. Are we allowed rips on the jeans? No, 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 no rips. No, they got to no be rips. clean jeans and dark colors, and it's got to be a very, you know, a very clean, clean denim. No rips. Dark color jeans. You can't because you have some beautiful color jeans, Jeffy. You're very good at at at, at the purating jeans as well. Beautiful uh, selection of jeans. Lots of variety. Uh, I recommend, especially for the office, dark jeans, either dark blue or dark or black or dark gray, that that type of thing. But I wouldn't venture into ripped or light jeans or white jeans or colored jeans. I don't think that's office appropriate. And in terms of then, so we have a nice blazer. Uh, What type of a shirt are we wearing with the blazer? White or blue. Uh, sorry, but with a collar or no collar? Buttons or no, no buttons? No, with a collar. No, with a collar for sure. For work, it, it, it demands a collar. Okay, so so collar with the, with the jacket, pair of jeans, you put a belt on it. Uh, footwear. Jeffrey, you can't tell me you're going to advise the running shoes. No, I would do a nice slip-on shoe with a rubber sole, like a nice you know loafer, that type of look. I would not advise a young guy coming out to wear running shoes to work. But I definitely would see a nice casual shoe rather than a lace-up, you know, leather sole shoe. Well, that's uh, fascinating uh, information about how to appear in the public uh, come September, Jeffrey. And I hope the fourth wave uh, COVID variant uh, doesn't affect this beautiful city of ours. It's been uh, a long time since we've been locked down. Uh, But, Jeffrey, uh, please share with us some of the uh, deals uh, available at Classica Imports, just uh, in and around the Yorkdale area. Of course, if you're just tuning in, it is uh, Hi-Fi Radio. We're talking to Jeffrey Skirka, owner of Classica Imports. He sells some of the finest garments at very reasonable prices. So, Jeffrey, uh, please uh, share with us some of the finest things you have to offer the audience. So, Jeffrey, uh, I'm going to wrap the show up. But, uh, again, Classica Imports, uh, you're the owner, Jeffrey Skirka. Uh, Classica Imports is on Bridgeland Road, uh, Dufferin and Bridgeland, uh, in around the Yorkdale area. Uh, Jeffrey, tell us, uh, again, you got some hot inventory. Share with us what the uh, why the audience should come to your store, what's available. Oh, we have tons of fall goods, like all sport jackets, tons of denim. Our new footwear is in for fall. A lot of knitwear. Sweaters are big this season, so we have tons of sweaters. It's just uh, an outerwear. I think it's going to be a huge outerwear season because I think uh, we're up for a cold winter. So we're stacked to the brim with uh, tons of inventory. Uh, and and are, you, are you running as a sale right now, a back-to-school sale, a fall sale, an end-of-COVID sale? There's an idea. End-of-COVID sale. Yeah, end-of-COVID, yeah. All the summer goods that, have been, that are here, we're still selling. On sale for back to for COVID. It's a good idea. Good idea, Wolf. So, so here's what we're gonna do, friends at home. Uh, if, if if you need something to wear, go go see Jeffrey uh, at Classica Import and tell me you're a listener of this radio show, and uh, he'll he'll take good care of you. I assure you that, right, Jeffrey? For sure, hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's it. That, that's all you gotta say. Or Jack. Uh, of course, Jack is a big fan of yours as well, right, Jack? Absolutely. I did my uh, back to work or back to the office shopping last year when the, the discounts were really on sale, but I'm sure Jeffrey's uh, got some good ones this year and I'll be back. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, yeah. Once you're a friend of Jeff, you're a friend of Jeff, my friend. You'll, you'll learn what I'm talking about with that line. I want to wish you all a great week and I want to thank you very much for your time. Uh, Hi Fi Radio. Any questions, please. Contact us, WolfgangKlein.com, TheWolfOnBayStreet.com. We'll get back to you. No question too big, no question too small. We serve them all, as is my good friend Jeffrey. Jeff, have a great weekend, my buddy. All right? Me too. Thanks. All the best, guys. Thank you very all much for having me. All right, my friends. That's it for the show. Hi-Fi Radio, Global News, 640 in Toronto. Love and peace. 
been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle, portfolio managers at Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered, email Wolf and Jack at WolfgangKlein.com. Hi-Fi Radio, for the love of money. We'll see you next week. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.